there, friends. Welcome to the Better Self Project podcast. This is our 10th official episode, so we're pretty excited. We've done 10 episodes so far. The Better Self Project is a podcast about self-improvement, self-development, and self-empowerment. We're here for busy adults who want to learn practical tips and strategies that will enable them to cultivate a better self. And today, we are going to be talking about a concept known as body neutrality. Body neutrality is rooted in acknowledging what your body does, not necessarily how it appears. In recent years, the term body positivity has grown in popularity, and body positivity can urge people to love their bodies regardless of what they look like, and this has become almost like a a cultural buzzword type term. For people who find loving their appearance 24-7 impossible, body neutrality could be more of a helpful mindset, more of a practical mindset, because the goal of body neutrality is to feel more at peace with your body. Because here's the thing, we all have some type of emotional connection to our bodies, right? There is a part that emotions play in it and the idea of this really, really high expectation that we're supposed to love our bodies at all times can be really overwhelming to the point where I know at times I've felt like, okay, well, if I don't love my body 100%, then like I'm doing it wrong. It makes me feel like a failure before I even start, which is not helpful. And so it's kind of like we've had these two ends of the extremes, right? This idea that to love your body, you have to be in extreme athletic condition and meet all the metrics for success and have the perfect body type. Or you have to just let your body be what it's going to be and just love it in any state it's in. And both of those feel really overwhelming to me. And the thing I love about the idea of body neutrality is acceptance. It's not uh, manipulating it or manipulating your emotions, meaning it's not manipulating your body to meet your expectations, unrealistic expectations on either end of that spectrum. It is about recognizing that your body is here to serve you. It is here so that you can live life on your own terms. And when we accept it and all the ebbs and flows that come with having a human body, we are much more likely to have a healthy relationship with our body. Right. And body positivity, it can sometimes be a bit of a stretch for people because we live in an environment that doesn't necessarily always promote the idea that women or it doesn't necessarily encourage women to feel positive about their bodies. And this isn't really a good thing. It's based on cultural conditioning. It's based on beauty standards here in this country and others. Of course, we want to get to a place where we accept our body and we're not needlessly picking ourselves apart. So neutrality feels a little bit more attainable and sustainable. It also gives people permission to have different bodies. There are so many contributing factors that come into play with what body type you have, what shape you live in, how you identify with your body or how you don't, how you struggle with that. So if we're coming from a place of neutrality, if we're coming from this understanding that the body is what it is and that it's not supposed to look like the person across the way from you at the gym or your best friend or your neighbor, that your body is supposed supposed to be yours, it allows us to have a much healthier perspective on what it looks like to care for it. Right. And we're not getting stuck in categorizing it as good or bad. And somebody who is practicing body positivity, they might say something like, I love my body or I'm happy with my body or I feel happy with how my body looks. A person practicing body neutrality 
might say something, and it is a subtle nuance. They might say something like my body can carry me through my favorite hiking trail, or I, I can get through a very difficult workout. My body allows me to do that, or I'm able to pick up my child free of limitation and pain. And it's not to say that you can't love your body being body neutral. You should, you should. But having this expectation that you have to feel 100% super confident and completely comfortable in your own skin 100% of the time, that can feel really, really unrealistic. And so to look at the things that your body can do for you and allow you to do gives you that kind of perspective. And with that perspective and acceptance of one's body, you don't necessarily have to feel guilt or shame if you want to change things about your body. I think that's another thing that we can get tripped up in on the opposite end of the spectrum where we get to a place where it's we feel it's almost selfish or shallow or incredibly vain to want to change things about our body or try to improve our body. Just like when we're trying to learn a new skill, it's good to be taking pride as the learner who's trying to get better, who's trying to practice something, who's acquiring a skill. You know, it's just like exercise. Exercise is a skill that we can get better at over time. We can practice it. One of the byproducts of that is your body may change as you get better at exercising. Whereas with body positivity, sometimes I think there can be a little bit of shame or guilt associated with trying to improve our bodies. Like the only reason we may be doing it is because our culture or our societal pressures are dictating that we do so. And that can sort of stop us in our tracks when it comes to self-improvement. Yeah, because we don't want to elevate smallness as the goal, particularly for women. I know that guys have this weird contrasting set of goals where it's sort of like smallness and also large muscles are elevated, which makes it incredibly difficult. But especially with women or femmes, the concept of smallness is what frequently gets elevated. And for you to be able to love your body and want to care for it in the best possible way by fueling it well, by getting movement in, your body may shift. It may change. That's okay. If we embrace it for what it is and we recognize that caring for it allows it to shift accordingly, we're not elevating smallness as the goal. We're elevating body care as the goal. Yeah, and acceptance. And it's just like when we talked about how food is neither good nor bad, we can look at it with some semblance of neutrality. Then we don't necessarily have to judge ourselves based on the foods that we're eating. The body, I think you can look at it in a similar light because like you said, we're not trying to elevate smallness. That's not the goal always. Typically, it's going to be a whole assortment of goals that help facilitate a different type of result. You know, getting better at eating healthier foods, getting better at cooking, getting better at taking care of ourselves, implementing more self-care, getting movement into our lives, getting better sleep, better hydration, all that stuff. And athletes or people who really enjoy going to the gym, they may have performance-based goals and they can use a term like body neutrality to avoid pushing themselves too hard. They're not punishing themselves or needlessly punishing themselves. Listening to your body to take a rest air, get a massage, and and observing your body in that way is a skill that we learn over time as well. And this is a good thing to learn if you're going to consistently work out or consistently exercise because you've got to recover and you have to be mindful with your body. It's not just about punishing ourselves to look a certain way or pushing ourselves to the absolute limit. The element of rest and recovery and knowing that you're important enough to implement rest and recovery is a part of body neutrality as well. I literally was talking about this with a client yesterday 
where she's been consistently working out, working really, really hard working out most of the time is a great stress reliever for her. She feels great when she does it. She was really struggling. She said she's been having some issues with a sore shoulder and then her knees were kind of bugging her. And I said, look, you got to remember though, building lean tissue, building muscle requires recovery. You don't get that if the muscles can't recover. And it's there's benefit to your mental and emotional health as far as that goes too, because it's another good reminder to be kind to your body. Beating it into submission is not going to help you in the long run. In fact, chances are you're going to be producing more stress hormones, more cortisol, things that are going to force your body to hang on to extra water. You're hurting yourself in the long run by being so aggressive and abusive with your own body. At the same time, you can want to change your body and still practice body neutrality. Even people who seek to change their bodies in the gym, they can recognize body neutrality. They don't necessarily have to look at their bodies as good or bad all the time. And body neutrality is kind of a difficult thing to navigate when we're taught and conditioned to believe that physical beauty creates happiness and that's what makes us happy. If a person recognizes a smaller physique won't instantly make them happier, they can find body peace both before and after they change their body because we are looking at it in more of a neutral sense. It's not necessarily something that's dependent on the final result. There's more of a process element in it. When people become overly invested in changing their bodies to change their experiences of the world, it becomes a really dangerous sort of thing that can ultimately perpetuate itself. So I think it's about looking at it a little bit more objectively. It also gives us and our bodies permission to recognize that there will be ebb and flow to it. You know, you talked about it not just being about the end result, but the process of it. And I know that's something that we talk about quite a bit, but that allows your body to be in process. When this particular particular season, (laughs) the entire world has gone through a very unique circumstance of navigating life unlike what we've ever had to navigate before. And it has been stressful. It has been a lot for a lot of people. A lot of people have seen their bodies change as a result of being home, being less active, stress, consuming a little bit more, got the holidays coming up bodies are going to change. Your body is going to respond to what's happening on the inside of it, what's happening mentally and emotionally. And setting yourself up for failure by assuming you have to be totally in love with your body 100% of the time or totally hate it and need to beat it into smallness, There's neither of those are going to work. So if we can get to a place where we can say, okay, I can appreciate my body. I can acknowledge that I want to have a good relationship with my body and I can give myself grace during seasons where I'm just doing my best with what I have and still wanting to say tomorrow, I still want to try to do better. And so we can use mindfulness to stay on track for the long term and also maintain this body neutrality type mindset. Sometimes we can be obsessed with the future end result. And so sometimes it's good to just remind ourselves to check in with our bodies and re-enter the present moment kind of ask ourselves what our body is feeling, what our body needs at that moment, really checking in and pausing for a moment. Some people call that a body scan, like an internal body scan. So how exactly do you do a body scan? So it's really easy. You just take a brief pause and you can take many throughout the day and just ask yourself, what is my body telling me right now? Are you thirsty? Are you needing some water, some hydration? Or maybe it's telling you you're hunching over your computer and it would be a little bit more comfortable if you sat upright because your lower back's starting to scream at you a little bit. I know I, I could probably benefit from asking myself that question throughout the day. 
pausing and checking in. And sometimes it's just taking a few deep breaths. That's kind of a common theme throughout our episodes here on the Better Self Project. It's never a bad idea to just kind of recenter ourselves, take a big, deep, meditative diaphragm breath and just kind of check in and see how we're doing on the inside. Yeah. And you can check for thirst or hunger or pain or discomfort, things like that. But you can also check for how your body is holding on to emotions in different areas. When I get super anxious, I find that I get very fidgety and nitpicky on myself. And so it might be picking at a hangnail or twisting my ends of my hair, especially if they're very dry. And so I find that I do it without thinking. I do it without registering that I'm not being kind to my body in those moments. And Kyle's trying really hard not to roll his eyes at me right now because he'll... (laughs) He'll lovingly remind me that I'm being unkind to my body because honestly, my brain is so full or I'm so anxious that I'm not even registering what I'm doing. So taking a pause, taking a few breaths slows my brain down and gives me just the capacity to register. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, I am anxious. I am not being super kind to my body right now. And so what is something I can do with this energy that I have? What is something helpful and useful that I can do not to beat myself up about the fact that I had a hard time or I had a moment, but to say, okay, well, this is where I'm at. This is what exists in my body right now. So what can I do that is helpful and not harmful to process that and move forward from it? And the more that you do that, the more you'll be able to develop and practice and become more in tuned with your body and learn how to live at peace in your body. And your body will be more at peace because it's getting what it wants and what it needs and you're giving it something that's going to be beneficial and not necessarily harmful. And you're learning to listen for those cues a little bit better, which makes them more recognizable. Absolutely. And when your body feels more at peace, more peaceful, you're better able to focus on your overall goals that you might be working towards, those skills that you're trying to acquire. You'll have that source of pride, that dopamine or endorphins kick that you get when you check something off your list or you know you're anticipating practicing something that you really enjoy doing. You'll have better self-worth in the long term and you won't be so fixated on other people's perceptions of you because you feel just a general sense of calm and tranquility about how you see yourself and how you view yourself. Reaching this particular state can be challenging, right? It can take practice and we can slip into old habits and old patterns, old conditioned thinking patterns. That's very easy to do. And it can be a struggle, right? But it's still super punk rock to tell yourself, I'm going to accept myself as I am. I love and accept myself as I am. That's almost an act of rebellion, right? I'm going to work to find peace with myself and in my own body. Because every message we're getting from society is telling us the opposite. In a lot of ways, it's telling us that our body isn't good enough so we can rebel, damn the man, and tell society that we are content with ourselves and content with our bodies. And that's why I like body neutrality. Well, and I think as a female, as someone who identifies femme, as somebody who has struggled with disordered eating habits and like most of us have had unhealthy histories with our eating habits or our expectations for what our bodies are supposed to look like, the concept of body neutrality, it's so much more forgiving. It's definitely more forgiving than I've been with myself. It allows me to accept where I'm at in my process and it allows me to still continue moving forward, whatever those goals are. 
are. When life is hectic and anxiety inducing like it's been lately, sometimes just maintaining some of those good healthy habits amidst a season of stress is progress. That is the goal. Do the best that you can with where you're at and try to keep moving forward. If we have a neutral playing field, it's a whole lot easier to base that foundation on than one where we're constantly starting in the hole. Absolutely. Okay. So 10th official episode, we did it. So yay us. I'm pretty proud of us. If you don't already, we'd absolutely love it if you'd follow us on the Instagrams at Better Self Nutrition. You can check out our lovely website at www.betterselfnutrition.com. We'd love to hear from you. You can email us at betterselfnutrition at gmail.com. We also have our Facebook community group with tons of free resources. We're going to have some really rad ones coming out in the next week or so. So definitely keep an eye out for those. As always, if you guys ever have any questions, just let us know. That's what we're here for. Thank you for listening at home, in your car, in your headphones, wherever you're at. We appreciate having you guys. Thanks so much. And we will see you soon. Bye.